0: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is
1: magnified
0: in you. Tonight, I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask questions. Hallelujah. Don't despise questions and answers. It's very, very important. You will learn a lot hallelujah it's very important i i recently i saw a meeting somewhere a very important meeting that was happening somewhere and the man of god gave the people the first thing he did was to do questions and answers i was like oh i'm not a bad pastor at all because <laughs> it's a very very good very wonderful man of god who's doing great things for the lord and he gave them an opportunity to ask questions and the questions brought out a lot of things that helped you know to develop everybody hallelujah so I'm giving you an opportunity to ask any question at all that is on your heart. And I know that the soul of God is here. He's going to answer your question. In Jesus' name. Amen. Are you glad you are in church? Yeah. In Jesus' name. Your questions. Any question at all that is on your heart? Yes. Sylvia has a question. Yes. Yes. Really?
2: Um, Pastor, please. I realize that there are some people who believe that Jesus came to die. But they don't believe that Jesus is God. Please, I want to know if those people are still born again.
0: Why would they believe that Jesus is not God? Why don't they believe?
2: I met someone.
0: Eh, but he believed that Jesus came to die. Die for what? For our sins. For our sins, including his sins. Yeah. Wow. But he believes that Jesus is not God. That Jesus is an angel or something. What do you say?
2: That Jesus is a man, like. God.
0: Jesus is God's son. Which is true? Jesus is God's son. Ah, but if you have, hallelujah! <laughs> if you are my son, am I a human being? I'm a human being. That's what you should. When you go tell him that, am am I? Ask him. Is your father a human being? <laughs> if your father is a human being, then what are you? You're a human being. So if he's a son of, he's a son of God, then he is God. Or doesn't it make sense? Goat gives birth to goats. God gives birth to God. God gives birth to, so basically, you, you 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 spoke you said that to her, okay?
2: It, uh, my my father like, uh, I'm saying that my father gave birth to me. Am I him?
0: <laughs> Do you bear your father's name? Yeah. No. Do you bear your father's name? You bear your father's name, right? You, who doesn't bear your father? You bear, everybody bears his father's name. Um, my father has passed on. I am now the original Mr. T here. Yeah. Like, I'm the original. <laughs> yes. He used to be the original. But I'm the original now. You get it? Uh-huh. So, um, it's even in the Bible. I am. Jesus said, "I am and Father are one." Okay, John ten thirty. That's there. Apart from that, the Bible also mentions how that if you read in Philippians chapter two, um, verse, verse what from verse five downwards, you see it there. Philippians two from verse five. So it's good you show scriptures. Okay, let me show. You. Can I show you some verses before I show you this particular one? Okay, go to Acts eighteen the last five verses. Okay. Verse 24, go to verse 24. Okay, uh-huh. that's what I want you to see. It says, and a certain Jew named Apollos, born in, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man, and mighty, say mighty. mighty. Mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. He was mighty in the scriptures. Do you, do, you, do you understand that? What do you think he's talking about? When we see someone is mighty in the scriptures on the Bible, like he knows the Bible. In it? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's mighty in the scriptures. Look at the next verse. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the Spirit, he speak and thought the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. He only knew the baptism of John, but he was mighty in the understanding that came with the baptism of John, and was explained. Go to the next verse. And he's, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him. Priscilla and Aquila were people who had been trained by Paul. If you read the verses before this, you realize that uh, Priscilla and Aquila, the Bible says that they were, sim- they were of similar trade with Paul. So Paul was doing tent making with, with them and establishing a church in Ephesus. Okay. He, and he began, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. Whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Next verse. And when he was supposed to pass into Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him, who when he was come, helped them much which had believed through grace. Verse 28. For he mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly, showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. Showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. So, when you show it by the scriptures, it makes it let the scriptures talk for themselves. Don't try to explain too much. When you try to explain too much, they also try to explain a lot. Just let the scriptures speak for themselves. Let the scriptures explain themselves. Just read it to them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Tell anybody you have to be mighty in the scriptures, don't be weak in the scriptures. You must know what you're talking about. Okay? Alright, look at the look, go back to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, where I wanted us to read. I'll be mighty in the scriptures. I'll be mighty in the scriptures. Hallelujah. Philippians 2 5. Great. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Next verse. Who being in the form of God? Do you understand that? You don't understand it. I can see in your face that you don't understand it. Go. Let's read the Amplified, if you have Amplified. Who although being essentially one with God and in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God. Uh, I mean, (laughs) isn't it? Meaning that he is God. Hallelujah. When we say essence, we are talking about uh, nature. Okay. Nature. We are talking about the way the person exists. Everything is the Bible says he was he's equal with God. He is God. Message. Let's read the message. He had equal status with God, but he didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling. To the advantages of the status no of that status no matter what he had this equal status with god he is god he is not he's not half god he is god full god god walked the earth <laughs> okay apart from that john one verse one also helps us isn't it john one one Go to john one one in the beginning was the word you see, actually, it's in beginning. The word "there," there, okay, it's actually not translated in the in the Bible. If you check it, there's the word for "there." It's normally is it "en," something like that. But it's not written in the Greek. You don't have it there. So it's actually in beginning. This beginning is beyond the beginning of Genesis one one. Okay. This, this is called the dateless pass no date it is called the vanishing point <laughs> in, beginning, say in beginning in other words they began the beginning before the beginning they were there Be, they began the beginning do you understand they brought beginning without them there is no beginning so he says in beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was what Go to verse 14. And the word was made flesh and doth amongst us. Ah, He, he says in, in the beginning or in beginning was the word. And the word was of God. And the word was God. Then he goes down and tells you that the word became flesh. The word put on flesh. So if the word put on flesh, who is the word? God. Stop trying to use your mind to explain God. And try to understand everything about God. Brother, you can't understand it. There are things that are revealed to us. There are things that are not revealed to us. Someone will say, oh, but you are using that to try not to understand. You are, you are wasting your time. Hallelujah. <laughs> I heard someone say, if we can't explain God, then what is the, what is the point? You can't explain God. You don't even really understand some things, even in science. You don't understand how your phone works. But you use it anyway. Do you understand how your phone, how iPhones work? How many of you understand? Before you, you send a message, you know what goes on in the phone that causes the phone to send message and do all the... How many of you do know that? You are a user like me, isn't it? We are just users. We use the thing. Is that not so? Yeah. So, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. very powerful scripture. What does it say? Unto us a child is born, then he says, Unto us a son is given. And he says the government shall be upon the shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. It's together actually, not wonderful counselor. These are generic names. Wonderful counselor. Then he says, The mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Who is he talking? He's talking about Jesus. And he says that of unto us a child is born. A child is born, but a son is given by God. Then he says, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. He is the, because that's the mighty God. Then he says, he's called the everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. So what are you talking about? Have you seen it? Go to Romans chapter 9. Let's read verse 1 and verse 2, I think. Hallelujah. Okay. Go to verse 5. Romans 9, 5. Go to verse 4. This is Paul talking about the Israelites. Okay, He's talking about, he says, Who are, who are Israelites? To whom pertaining the adoption, and the glory, and the covenant, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises. He says, all these things belong to the Israelites. Next verse. Whose are the fathers? And of whom as concerned the flesh? Christ came. He says, Christ. Came, when it comes to the flesh, Christ came to them in the flesh. Okay? Then he says, who is over all? Christ is over all. God blessed forever. Amen. He says, Christ is God. I'm not the one saying it. It's the scriptures that are saying it. Or oh, we are reading something. i to reading something that is different from what you have. He says, He's who is over all. God. He's called God blessed forevermore. How many of you understand what I'm saying? So He is God. Say He's God. He's, he's the eternal Father. That came in physical flesh. So you can't say you believe. He is God. Nobody's blood is pure enough to redeem humankind. No man's blood is pure enough to redeem humankind. It was only the blood of God. God had to get blood. That is why he borrowed the body. Uh, He he went for a body from, uh, from Mary. Went for permission from Mary to to get a flesh, to get a body, so that he can have blood produced. Because blood cannot be produced unless you are in flesh. Because it's flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But flesh and bones can inherit the kingdom of God. Yes, flesh and bones can inherit the kingdom of God, but flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. How is Jesus looking right now? Jesus is flesh with bones, but he has no blood. What was his blood used for? His blood was what was used to wash your sins away. His blood has been stored. He presented his blood to the heavenly Holy of Holies, poured it upon the heavenly Ark of Covenant, and redeemed humankind permanently, not temporarily. Te- permanently, Hallelujah! But Jesus, Jesus in Luke, um, Luke chapter twenty-two, Jesus said, uh, uh, um, "Look at me. Flesh and bones cannot eat this bread." That's what Jesus said. Jesus was flesh and bones. Because his blood was taken out to be the proposition of our sins. Hallelujah. So he's God. Say he's God. Have I showed you enough scriptures? There are more. There's more. I can show you more if you want. Okay. 1 John 5.20. This one is very nice. 1 John 5.20. I preached about this some time ago. An understanding, isn't it? Yeah. 1 John 5.20. And we know that the Son of God has come. And has given us an understanding. We know that the son of God has come. So if he says he's the son of God. Yes it's true. He's the son of God. The son of God has come. And has given us an understanding. That we may know him that is true. That he says. And we are in him that is true. Even in the son Jesus Christ. This. Is the true God. And eternal life. This son of God. Is the true God. And is eternal life. I see it. So he's the true God. He's not something else jesus said if you've seen me you've seen the father from out of his own mouth that's in john chapter 14 isn't it john chapter 14 i think verse five go to john 14 5. thomas said unto him lord we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way next verse jesus said unto him i am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the father but by me next verse if you had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. And then Philip said, Show us the father. Lord, show us the father and we'll be fine. Just show us the father and we'll be okay. Jesus said that. Have I been so long with you? Jesus said unto you, have I been so long with you? Time with you. And yet, has thou not known me? Philip? Philip, I've been with you all these years. You don't know who I am. And you're asking about the father. You don't know who I am. Ask me, but who me? <laughs> Jesus asks him, <laughs> favorite, favorite phrase in Ashanti region. when the policeman arrest you, ask him, you <laughs> <He'll> leave you. <laughs> Have I been so long with time with you and yet has I not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? So tell the lady, Jesus said, Whoever has seen him has seen the Father. So why are you asking about the Father again? Ask her, why? Why? You don't know him. Hallelujah. Yeah. Is it good enough for you? Yeah. How many scriptures do we have so far? Six. We have six scriptures. I think it's good enough, isn't it? I mean, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, it's eight. It's actually eight. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, a word is established. So if you're able to show her, show her eight scriptures, she'll live your life for you. The juice Is she born again? You wanted to know if she is born again.
2: She says she is born again. She believes that Jesus came to die. She doesn't believe that Jesus is born. She's There's just confusion
0: in her mind. She is born again because she believes in Jesus. That he died for him. Not just dying for him. Death the death of Christ alone is not what justifies us. If you read Romans chapter four, verse twenty five, the Bible says that he was delivered on account or he was given on account of our offences. But he was raised from the dead on account of our justification. He was raised as a receipt for our justification. Jesus, the resurrection of Christ is the receipt of our of, of our righteousness, of our justification. You understand? Uh huh. So, if you read in First Corinthians chapter fifteen, um, verse verse what? No, this is uh, I think verse twelve. Go to First Corinthians fifteen twelve. He mentions that if Christ did not raise from the was not raised on the dead, then we are yet in our sins. So it's not just about believing in the death of Christ. You must believe in the death, the burial, especially the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay? Yeah. He says, if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Verse 13. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? Verse 14. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Verse 15. Yea, and we have found forwardnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. If so be that the dead rise not. Verse 16. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. Verse 17. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Our faith is based in the resurrection of Christ, not in the death of Christ only. It's in the resurrection of Christ. I know someone who started preaching that a lot of Christians are actually not born again because they only believe in the death of Christ. They don't believe in the resurrection of Christ. It's very simple. Just let them know that. Believe in the resurrection of Christ and everything will be fine, isn't it? There's no need to make a doctrine out of it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because actually in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and verse 10, you believe, you confess that Jesus, God raised him from the dead. Not that he died. That's what makes you born again. Go to Romans 10 9. It says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's in your believing in the fact that God raised him from the dead. That's what causes you to be saved. Okay? But how can he be raised from the dead if he did not die? You get it? So it's just splitting of hairs, of hairs, and, you know, but you must. You must get the facts right so that you become a correct Christian. Someone, one who knows his left from his right. So that nobody can convince you out of what you believed. Doesn't make sense to you? Alright, so she is born again. She's just uh, she's just not convinced in her mind concerning the lordship or the godhood of Christ. And that's a simple matter. It's a teaching. She needs to be taught. She needs to open up her mind, open up her heart, and allow the scriptures. she believes in the scriptures, she must allow the scriptures to teach her. Just use the scriptures. Show her the scriptures I've showed to you. And tell her to stop arguing in her mind. She should just look at it. Everything will be fine. Okay? Alright. Any other question? Have you learned anything since we started? Alright. Yes. Our brother has a question.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Pastor. You're welcome, my dear. Uh, please, I have two questions. Okay. Yeah, my first question is... Uh, last time I was listening to a message from Reverend George. And then he said the death of Christ... Took away our sins, our past, our present, and then our future sins. So, if our future sins has been taken care of, why do we have to pray for forgiveness of sins again? And then my second question is:
0: We don't actually pray for forgiveness of sins. We confess our sins, and God forgives us. Okay. okay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Let me answer that one so that you can continue. So, go to First John chapter one, verse nine. You can take your seat. First John one nine. You don't confess, you don't, what, do you, what do you, we don't ask for forgiveness. You confess your faults, you confess your, your wrong, watch your, your slips, you confess your wrong to God, and then God forgives you. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us. Did He say ask for forgiveness? Hello? Oh, it's like, what are, it's like, what, you are surprised. You'll be asking for forgiveness all your life. Please forgive me if we confess our sins because we are already forgiven, we are the forgiven ones of God. It's in Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, I believe. Go to Ephesians 4:32. Read your Bible. Tell anybody, read your Bible. If you don't read it, I'll read it for you. Tell anybody if you don't read it, I'll read it for you. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. Even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you, He has forgiven you. He has forgiven, you. He forgave us along. why? Because of Christ's sake, if Christ dies, then God ceases to forgive. Me. but Christ is ever living. He is ever living. okay? So he has, we have been forgiven. I'm the forgiven child of God you understand? Huh? So when you do something wrong, you confess your fault, your sin. Ah, Father, I just did this. And you see, you don't have to wait till you get to church to come and do that. That is why we don't do it in church. Yeah. If you realize, you never actually confess your sin when you come to church. When we say, if you are praying somewhere and they tell you, start confess your, uh, confess your sin or ask for forgiveness, you do this. Everybody in the church can. Becomes... <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what confession means. Confession means to name and accept... To name and accept. To name and accept. So you should be, you should be talking. Yeah. Father, I, I, I fornicated two hours ago. Yeah. I confess to you. I admit that I did wrong. Thank you for forgiveness. So you receive forgiveness in Jesus. I receive forgiveness in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for forgiving me. That is what you should be doing in church. If you realize, we all run away and leave everybody in the church. I don't realize that nobody will be able to sit in the church if you are going to be doing that. I, I don't know if you asking today, but do you realize that you will not be able to exist in the church? Yeah, so confess the word confess means to name and to accept. Oh, that's what it means. You can check the the Greek word, okay? It means to name and to accept. So, you name, I did this, father, I just lied. I just lied. So, you do it where you are immediately because you feel wrong. You know that you've done something wrong. Don't you know when you've done something wrong? When you know you've done something, just then, then just say to the Lord, whilst you are there alone. Father, you know what I've done. You see, I don't know. Okay, Father, I just, I just, I just lastly looked at that lady in my, in my heart. I have finished. I've impregnated her twice. Right now, in my mind. Forgive, Lord. Thank you for forgiveness. The Bible says He is faithful and just to forgive. You are not faithful to keep your, your, to your side, but He is faithful and just. He, if God refuses to forgive you, He is becoming unrighteous it's an amazing thing if god decides not to forgive you because he's forgiven us it's not now that he's coming to forgive you he forgave you the day christ presented his blood Finish. that was that was then okay that is why sin is not supposed to be a problem for you any longer in your development in christ <laughs> High listening to me sin say sin is not a problem any longer it's now a decision. It's a decision to do wrong and not to do wrong. We are not under bondage to sin. Every wrong you do as a child of God, you know it. You decided. You chose it. It wasn't by mistake. Your punches didn't come down by mistake. You decided. You planned. Oh, it's like it's like it's like I'm a bad person. In the church. What are you talking about? Leave me alone. Let me preach. Hey, hey, yeah everything is a decision so if you read the Romans chapter 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 uh Romans chapter 6 right Romans chapter 6 from verse 11. he says likewise ye also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed unto so it's a problem of you not recognizing the fact that you are not activated towards sin any longer in your mind it's it's so difficult and thing you you believe in the work of satan in adam more than you believe in the work of god in christ is basically what it is. It's a problem of believing. They asked Jesus, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus said, believe. If you can just believe the fact that God, what God did in Christ is more powerful than what Satan... You believe that you are a sinner, but you don't believe that you are righteousness of God. You have to say that to believe it. And even when you, you, you are saying it, you don't, really, you don't really think much about it. It's not your constant... Reference point and consciousness every single day, you are more conscious of your wrong and your you being a sinner. We know we are not sinners, we have been moved from being sinners to become the righteousness of God. The opposite of sin is not holiness, the opposite of sin is righteousness. Hallelujah! So he says, Likewise, ye reckon ye also likewise. Oh. You see we do wrong because we, we actually don't know the scriptures. Yeah, it says you err because you know the scriptures. And those who know it don't believe in it. They don't actually believe in it. Much. They believe in what they feel and what they see around them. Not what the word of God says. The more you believe in the word of God, the more it becomes your experience. Okay? That's the way to go. The way to go is not to uh, to decide that I'll not do something, or I'll not do what I did last week. How many years have you gone like that? No, look at your I ask a neighbor, how many years have you gone like that? You see, there's, there's a certain sin that is always following you. Have you realized it's like you can try to stop it but it will not stop? It's like it doesn't want to. It's scripture, it's in the Bible. Bible mentions it. it see, the sin that so easily besets you, the sin that so easily entangles you. Okay? But the way to get that out of your life is, is looking on Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, believe in what Jesus is and what God has done in Christ. That's the most important thing. The rest will not be a problem. Likewise, reckon yourselves indeed. Eh? Your, your, the word reckon means to put to your account. To balance your books. If someone is doing accounting, if someone is uh, balancing accounts, and he's so careful because he can when five hundred changes to become five thousand, it's a very big. It's a, just one zero is very very serious. Do you know that? Yeah. If ten thousand, you add one zero to it, it immediately turns to hundred thousand, which is a tight of the hundred. It's, 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 it's the ten thousand, a tight of the hundred. It's not a small. It's a very. So you have to. They are very careful. If you go to the banks after, when they close and you're balancing your books, it's not a small thing. Everybody's well, if it doesn't balance, you have to add the money to it. If you we check and those of you who want to be tellers, be there. <laughs> if you do the thing and you, you check and you realise that you have actually overpaid, you've paid thousand Ghana CDs to somebody with that recording and we don't know where the money has gone to. You have to put your thousand Ghana CDs inside. Before the day ends, you have to if it's not balanced, you're not getting out. Yes, even if it's five pesos, you must add it. The, the bankers are wow, they don't want any problems. So he says you to be careful with this particular aspect of your life. Not being careful about not doing wrong, but be careful about what you are. Be be very, balance the books very well concerning what you are. Because if you realize what you are, all the other things will cease in your life. So he says, likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. And reckon that you are alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Meaning that right now, have you seen a dead body before? You've never seen a dead body before? How many have you seen a dead body before? If the person was owing you and died, can you take the money from the person? You go, you hold the person. My brother gave my money. You hold the person like that. Would the dead body give the, body, the, the thing to you? Why? Because he's dead. Because he's dead, he's, he cannot, he's, in, he, he's not active again. He cannot respond to you because you are alive. You are in two different classes altogether, two different worlds altogether. He's in the world of the dead. You are in the world of the living. If you like, try take your maybe so only five hundred ganasis Your last five hundred ganasis was with the person. The person you gave the person you said, "Oh, I'll meet you tomorrow for the money." Tomorrow you came, the person was dead. What are I going to do? What I mean, just accept it. Hallelujah. I I gave someone some money. About 3,000 Ghana cities, and the person died. The money is stuck in the person's account. I have, I have not thought about it again because it's gone. I mean, he, um, he, he's inactive, and he's just gone. So it says, You to reckon yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. When it comes to sin, you are dead. You are inactive. You're, the reaction does not work anymore. Do you understand? So if you believe it, it will happen in your life. It's Just a matter of believing, it says just, just believe the fact that you are not. So when sin is knocking at your door, you, you open and you say, Ah, but I'm dead, though. We are not, we are not in a relationship any longer. Yeah. Then he says, reckon it says, reckon that you are alive now. You are now activated towards God. You are now God now can now use you. God can do things in you and do things with you. Do you understand? You are now activated towards God. You are now active towards God. When God speaks, you hear. When God talks, you are able to do what he says you should do. But when things speaks, you can't hear it. When... Dead bodies can't hear what you're saying. They are completely inactive. They are completely deactivated from, from living, from life. And no matter what, he can't change his clothes. He can't change his shoes. He can't change anything. Dead bodies, people die with plenty hair around their genital area. The dead, the mortuary men are the ones who shave it for them. They can't even shave themselves. Yeah, make sure you're always clean sheep. Hallelujah. <laughs>
1: they
0: shave. They they take their fingernails off and do all those things for them. Or you don't know. be there. <laughs> they move them around. They do everything. They they, do, they can't do anything. You go to you go to a mortuary. If the person has been in the fridge for a long time, they take the person out, and they hit the person on the floor. Pam. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like you don't understand it. What do you have that I can throw, Mike? What can I throw? iPhone? You are yeah, you there? Be there? <laughs> Let me throw your book. Let me throw your book. They take you out of the fridge like that. Okay. Then two people hold you and lift you up like this, or they may even stand on a table and then leave you like that <laughs> for the block to come off your skin. Sometimes, whilst your relatives are around. Then they will say the eyes didn't go off. There still there's still ice around. Then they'll carry him again and drop him <laughs> like that. They can even do it like four times. The person will not stand up and say, <laughs> <laughs> You can say that. The person is complete, the they are bosses when it comes to those things, Oh. oh. You can go and say you want to see your, your loved one. They will say, what are you talking about? You want to see for what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they will have clothes. No, no, no. Go away. <laughs> yes, they are in charge of the body now. Oh, yes. It's not a small thing, oh. That's the office. Yes, they will let you know that that's the office. They will let you wait and do what I hope, brother. It says, reckon yourself to be dead indeed, unto, but now alive to God. Say, I'm alive to God. Alive to God. The more you say, the more you're wasting your life. That's the way to leave that world of falling and rising and falling and rising. One thing has been with you for a long time. It's because you've not yet record, reckoned or balanced your books along that line yet. You think that you are still alive to that. That's why when you see something, it's like, you tell God, God, my weak points. Wait here, my weak points. I'll be back. Then you, when you finish, you come, Oh Lord. Oh no! Just the the way I love that's how the angels laugh. "Ah, That's how they also laugh at you. Hallelujah. Yeah, so we confess our sin and he is faithful and just to forgive. So you see forgiveness because he has forgiven you. Forgiveness is part of the package, so you just receive it and continue. Hallelujah. Yeah, it says if you you walk in the light as he is in the light, okay, the blood of Jesus Christ, He says we have fellowship one another and the blood of Jesus Christ automatically cleanses us. So you don't need to wait till you get to church. Go go to that place. First John is in First John chapter one. Where we're reading. I think it's verse seven. First John one seven. Yeah, but you can go up. Go to verse five so that we understand even more. Says this, this then is the message which we have heard of him. This is the message that Jesus came to preach. This is the message that Jesus brought. Okay. This is the message which we have heard of him. And declare unto you that God is light. Say God is light. God is light. Say it again. God is, light. God is light. Jesus called himself the light of the world. He said, "I am the light of the world." Yeah, that's what Jesus said. Jesus in actually in John chapter nine said that as long as I'm in this world, I'm the light of the world. You see, and in John chapter eight, he said that whosoever has me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. That's what Jesus said. Go to uh, John eight verse one. It's also Matthew. Five, yes, it's true. in Matthew five said, he said, Ye are the light of the world. Yeah. John eight twelve. He says then speeches again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. Say I'm the light of the world. Light he that followeth me, the one who follows me, shall not walk in darkness. What is darkness? Darkness is obscurity. darkness is is in the world of the Bible says we've been taken from, from the kingdom of darkness and been brought into the kingdom of his dear son. We've been taken from darkness into light. Darkness is the realm of the devil, the realm of sin, errors, problems, and challenges. We've been brought into the realm of light, living freely and openly before God. Do you understand? So Jesus said that, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Yeah. He that followed me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Okay? Then in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, where we, reading, where we are reading now, John now takes Jesus' words and let us know what the the message that jesus brought first john 1 5 says that this then is the message which you have heard of him and you can learn to that god is light and in him is no darkness at all god is light and in him is no darkness at all next verse if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie we lie say we lie and do not the truth. He says we lie and we do not the We are not doing the truth if we say we are. We walk with him. And we are, we are in fellowship with him. And we are walking in darkness. We do not the truth. So you can't say I'm a child of God. And be fooling around. That's what he's saying. He says if we say that we have. Do you have fellowship with God? First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9. What does it say? Shabalabalaba. <laughs> Tell anybody you must be mighty in the scriptures. There are some scriptures when I mention them, you should just tell me. You understand? Yeah, first Corinthians 1 9. God is faithful by whom you are called unto the fellowship of the Son Jesus Christ, our Lord. We have been called unto fellowship with the Son Jesus Christ, our Lord. First John 1 1. What does it say? Hey, what does first John 1 1 say? Not John 1 1. First John 1 1. That which you have was from the beginning which we have heard which, and which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. we talking about Jesus. John was talking about Jesus. He's, he's the one who was from the beginning and we heard him and all that. We handled him and we related to him and all that. He's called the word of life. Next verse. Verse 2. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. Next verse. He's still talking about Jesus. That which you have seen and heard declare we unto you. So that ye may have fellowship with us. Why? Because our and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Since as I preach to you, you have fellowship with me. And as you are having fellowship with me, you are actually having fellowship with Jesus Christ. With the Father, with the Holy Spirit. You understand? We've been called into fellowship with him. Next verse. And these things write unto you that your joy may be full. Your fellowship with us. And with the, the Godhead is what causes your joy to be full. Then he says that the one who says he's walking. That's the next verse. next Verse 5. This then is the message we have heard of him. And declare unto you that God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him. And walk in darkness. We lie and do not the truth. So you cannot say you are a child of God. And be doing your own foolish things. If you say you are a child of God. You must walk in lights. You see, light makes manifest darkness. Hmm. Do you know why people don't want to give their lives to Christ? Go to John chapter 3, verse 17. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world, that is why he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not be... It didn't say. Verse 17 says that, For God sent not his own son into the world, to destroy the world, or to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Look at verse 18. He that believed not on him is condemned already. By he that believeth not is condemned. Is he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the Son, the only begotten Son of God. Next verse. So the guy is born again. Okay? The lady is born again because of that verse. She's believed in the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world. And men loved darkness. They loved darkness. Why? Rather than light. Because their deeds were evil. Next verse. Look at the next verse. For everyone that doeth evil hated the light. Neither cometh the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Lest his deeds should be reproved. Yeah, you, you realize that when you expose yourself to the word of God, your deeds will be reproved. That's what the word of God is for. It's for reproof. It is to reprove you, to let you know that, brother, you are doing the wrong thing. The Holy Ghost, you just know that you are... You, are, you don't need to wait and get to church and then... When we are preaching you say that uh, we, when we, someone will come and stand here okay shall we begin to confess our sins to the lord and prior to that we are praying normally that's the first thing we do isn't it? that's the first thing first, first we say shall we just thank god for our life thank god for what he's doing for us father we are great everybody be shouting father we are grateful <laughs> How many potent? How many present God? Hey. one guy, ga, one guy. was supposed to thank God. He said, No more That means God, you are big. No more Oda means God, that God, you are so big. You Oda okay, Oda Oda. God, I say you, you are big, you are big, He didn't have anything. Else. He say more mo, That's all. So everybody, we're talking everybody shouting, hey, the, 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 the lady who was leading the prayer, sh, sh, shall we begin to confess our faults, confess our sins to the Lord, and say, Oh, so for all I've sinned, then they'll say, they'll use that scripture, for all I've sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. Brother, you are a sinner, so begin to confess your sins to the Lord. Then the whole church, quiet. <laughs> Someone will be speaking in tongues. The spiritual guys will be speaking, brother, that's not what the Bible said. Confess means, name it, accept it, and take forgiveness. That's what the Bible says. Okay, so, if you are walking with God, if you are walking with God, if you are walking in the light, and you do something wrong, you would know. Because immediately, darkness comes around. You realize that you are walking in darkness. So he says, if we say we have fellowship with God and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. That's your first question, eh? So it? Your second question is coming. Wow. Are you been blessed? Are you learning anything? Yeah. If you say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie do not. You can't have fellowship with him and walk in darkness. You're a liar. Next verse. But if you walk in the light... As he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin. Why? Why is he saying that? You see, if you are walking with God, talking with God, sharing with God, thinking of God, and you do something wrong, you will know because God will point it out to you that brother, you just something just happened. And immediately you confess your fault. When you confess your fault, you keep you are still kept in light. You are going. That's how that's how it works. So fellowship with the Lord is what keeps you in light some people are children of god they are light they are born into light but they are walking in darkness their walk is a walk in darkness he's talking about walking your walk not your your living but your walk your walk represents your life with god your daily life with god hallelujah so if you are walking with god daily you would know you don't have to wait till somebody reminds you that you've done something wrong then you try you try to remember Okay, on Tuesday because it's happening on Wednesday night. You know, Wednesday night we are confessing our sins. So, Monday, Monday. Aha, uh-huh, aha. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Father, I, I. Oh, Charlie, I ask him, oh, It's not, it's not easy being a man or man of God. <laughs> you are wasting your time. You confess your fault to in order to be kept in the light. You confess your wrong. Oh, Father, I just did this. I pick up forgiveness for myself, in Jesus' name, Amen. And I just continue walking in the Lord. That's all. Christ is my righteousness. Finish. Hallelujah. Have I helped you? All right. So ask your next your next question, and let's see whether we can answer it.
1: Thank you. My second question is: uh, Whenever I'm at church and we are told to receive, to open up our spirit to receive the word, the first thing that comes up in my mind is: How do I receive, how do I know I've opened my spirit? Because uh, and I've listened to messages whereby it says that. The word is not effective because it's in our mind. The day it gets into our spirit, it will become alive. So I want to know: How do I know I have opened up my spirit to receive the word? Yeah,
0: thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Ask me, but how do you open your spirit? Have we you seen your spirit before? So how do you open it up? It's a. It's a. It's a play on terminology, okay? It's a, it's a terminology where you, it's not in a You can check, open your spirit. Check in your Bible and see if you find it anywhere. Oh, check. You are not checking. Check. Type, open your spirit and see if you find anything. You may not find it. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. But this is what we mean when we say that. So I'm come to explain to you what we mean when we say, open up your spirit, Okay? Actually, we are talking about, um, your heart. This particular thing that I'm going to say, a lot of people have the understanding, but they don't teach it. Spiritual growth is not actually what, you, if you type spiritual growth, you don't see anything like that. There's nothing like spiritual growth. Okay? There's nothing like that. Hallelujah. First Peter 2, verse 2 says that, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow. The, but he doesn't tell us grow where, grow in your mind. Grow, of course, he's talking about growing in the spirit. Okay. Now, when we say growing in the spirit, that, that's the only. This is the only thing you may find. Paul talks about in First Corinthians chapter three, verse one. He says, "And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal." even as unto babes. Okay? Next verse. In Christ. So there are babes in Christ, there are spiritual people in Christ, and there are babies in Christ. Spirituality is not the same as gifts of the Spirit. The fact that I have gifts of some gifts of the Spirit, does not mean that you are matured, spiritually speaking. Okay? The realm of the Spirit is a place... I was trying to explain this to you. that uh, When we say the realm of the spirit and we say spiritual realm, there are different things altogether. The realm of the spirit is with reference to the realm of the Holy Spirit. Spiritual realm has to do with the larger sense. Okay? Have you seen some Togbi cutting himself with a knife, but it's not cutting? People put their head on something, they chop off their head, but it doesn't chop off. Someone opens the stomach, takes... The intestines are dries it for a day and puts it back and closes up. You've not had or seen some before. When Lotufo was burying his mum, do you see what they were doing? They they put a small chick. Was it a chicken or something like that? What, what was it? A chick. Chick, chicken, 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 a chick, <laughs> chick. Small baby baby chicken. Hallelujah. Small chick. <laughs> it was inside the is it raffia? A rafia, something like that. And it will be going around like this. Then it will be dancing. But when they take it out, they take it off. It's just a chick that is there. How can the chick cause the whole thing? They are, Listen, life is spiritual, brother. <laughs> you, dear, be there. Just be what? A lot of people are just walking with their two hands and their two legs and their face just like that. You're just coming like that. You don't have any spiritual backing, nothing. There's something wrong with you. Anything can just happen to you. You, I mean. Oh yes. Right now, the the things that people are using. Some are eye, eye shadow. The ladies are going for uh, whatever interviews, <laughs> and it's eye shadow. The juju is in the eye shadow, so they just put the eye shadow when they enter the interview and they do this. <laughs> it's finished. It's finished. <laughs> they are finishing. <laughs> if you like, don't give them the contract. You'll be surprised. People are working with talisman around their hands, around their waist, around their leg. I mean, you are just walking with your bag. (laughs) You are a joke, but you are a joke. You have to be. So, there's, there's spirituality. Do you understand? Spirituality has to do with being conscious of the spirit. So, growth in the spirit is growth in consciousness of the spirit. That's what growth in the spirit is. But our spirits do not grow. Spirits don't grow. Ah, what spirit did you see growing? It was a baby before. Baby spirit. <laughs> baby spirit. Do the demons grow? Do demons grow? Do demons grow? No. They don't grow. Because they are spirit. Growth is encased in flesh. Okay? Uh-huh. So you have to get that straight. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7. What does it say? Go to 17. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Seventeen, right? Yes. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. If we are one spirit with God, God does not grow. Do angels grow? Angels don't grow. So growth is limited to it's because of the realm in which we are. We are. That's why we we, we talk about growth. Okay. Now, in, this, in, the realm of the, in the realm of the Holy Spirit, there's development, there's growth as well. Okay, You are born as a babe, you must grow. Grow to, grow to spirituality, grow to spiritual maturity. How does that happen? It happens through the word of God, through the, through the scriptures. Without the scriptures, you cannot grow, spiritually speaking. What are the scriptures? The scriptures boost your consciousness. It helps your consciousness, it helps your mind. So actually, growth, spiritual growth has to do with conformity, First, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2 is what spiritual growth is. Okay? Real spiritual growth is Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2. Let's look at it. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfectable of God. This is spiritual growth. When your body can be present in the house of God without us arguing with you, you are spiritually developed. Oh, yes. We can tell your spiritual development, you see, and it goes even beyond that. It goes to the point where you work, with, you work for God full time without thinking about money. <laughs> without thinking about the church buying you a car. And building you a house. And doing, there are people who are in full-time ministry. Who want the church to do everything for them? They want the church to look after their children. Do everything. Do this, do that, do that. They are in the church for money. Not for whatever. Not because they want to serve God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So spiritual growth has to do with your mind. Because your spirit is full. Your spirit is complete. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 and verse 10. Go to Colossians 2 9. And then verse 10. in him dwelleth all the fullness of God the Godhead bodily he says in Christ dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily, then he says and you are complete in him who is the you he's talking about, he's talking to your spirit you are complete in him for instance in Romans chapter 12 where we were just reading he says I beseech you therefore brethren by the message of God that you present your body meaning that you are not a body the original you is your spirit so he's telling us your spirit is so complete he's telling your spirit let your body be in church every time let your body do the things of god because you're reasonable service to god and he says he says to your, your spirit once again let your mind not be conformed to this world let your mind be conformed to the to the word to god do, do, do you understand so the scripture has a, it has its reference when the bible is talking it's talking to your spirit why because your spirit is a matured one your spirit is complete First Peter first chapter 1, verse 23. What does it say? Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, which labor and abideth forever. So when you are born again, you are born by the word. If I'm born by the word, what am I? Am I not the word? Uh-huh. You are the word, but you don't know it in your mind. You don't know the scriptures in your mind. But as far as God is concerned, everybody walking around is the word of God tabernacle in flesh. You are the word. Even though Jesus was a word, tabernacle and flesh, the Bible says that he learned. He he learned. Jesus le- did learning. He learned by books. He read. Why? Because your mind is what limits you. Do You understand? I'm saying all these things for a reason. Okay. See, I'm born with the word. Even 2 Corinthians 3.18 mentions it. But we are with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. He says we are transfigured and we are transformed and changed into that same image from glory to glory. If you, if you are looking into the mirror, into the mirror, what do you see? Is it not yourself? You see yourself, isn't it? He says that the mirror is the word of God. As you look into the mirror, you are looking at yourself. So actually you are the glory of God, but you don't know it in your mind. He says the more you look, the word, the more you change to become what you look, you look like. Change where? Change in your mind. That is why we have something called Solical Salvation. We are saved in the spirit, but our, our souls are not saved. Our minds are being changed, our minds are being transfigured and transformed. So that is where spiritual growth is. When we say someone is grown spiritually or is developing spiritually it means that the person's mind has become correct. It's more suited along the lines of the scriptures. More along the lines of the word. hallelujah Hallelujah. praise the lord how (laughs) many of you understand what i'm saying okay great so that's spiritual growth so when we say open up your spirit your spirit your body takes the shape of your spirit so spiritually speaking you look just like the way you look now the way you are in the spirit is the same way you are you look Your spirit has eyes. That is why your body has eyes. The body is a glove. Okay? The body is a glove. The glove represents what the hand is. Isn't it? So if the glove has five fingers, it means that the hand has five fingers. Your body is your glove. The hand is your spirit. So your spirit also has eyes. Your spirit has ears. Matthew chapter 13, verse verse 8. Because we have eyes, it has ears, it has nose, it has mouth, it has bottoms, it has hips, it has legs, it has everything you can think about. <laughs> okay, so go back, go go to that place. Mark chapter thirteen. Let me show it to you. They fell on good ground. Go down. Go to verse eleven. Okay. Go to verse ten. I think it will be nicer from verse ten. Okay, so Jesus is here talking about the power of the sower. The sower went out to sow. He went, he sowed this one, sowed this one. But the people did not understand. They were in the service, but they didn't understand anything. They were just there. They were looking for bread and all. They were just there. They didn't understand anything. And the disciples knew that they didn't understand. So when they came to the house, the disciples came to him and said, Why? Why do you speak unto them? In parables, why are you speaking to to them in parables? Why don't you just speak plainly? Next verse, he hasn't said unto them, Because it is not given unto you, it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God of heaven, but to them it is not given. Why is it not given? Next verse, he says, For whosoever has to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance, but whosoever has not, from him shall be taken away, even that which he has. Next verse. Therefore, speak out to them in parables. Because they seeing, they are seeing, they are there, physically speaking. says, they seeing, see not. The eyes of the spirit do not see. But the f- eyes of the flesh sees. But the eyes of the spirit do not see. And hearing, they hear not. They are hearing physically, but they are actually hearing not. Neither do they understand. They don't have spiritual understanding. Next verse. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, "By hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand; and seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive." Next verse. For the, why these people's hearts is wax gross. Their hearts is uh, we, we don't understand what's gross. I said gross, gross income, any? <laughs> Do you understand? He says, "For this nation's heart has grown gross, fat, and dull." Let's read the message. The people are
2: blockheads.
0: (laughs) He says, they stick their fingers in their ears so they won't have to listen. They screw their eyes shut so they won't have to look, so they won't have to deal with me face to face and let me heal them. This is what Jesus said. Let's go back to the King James. So, when we say your heart washed gross, that means that you are closed up. He's not ready to hear. That's what his experience is. And their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes, they are closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. Hmm. But bless your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. Why? Hmm. Say hmm. It's like the way we are in church. The message can be coming, and someone is sleeping. Hey. S- same thing. You are here, but your mind is not here. So when we say, "Open up your heart," or rather, "Open up your heart and spirit," are used interchangeably. That's why we normally. Uh, so you see, this one says, "For their ears, for their hearts, have they their eyes they have shut, their ears have they closed, they, they have shut, they have closed, they are, because their hearts are wax down. Their hearts, their hearts are." gross. Their hearts are down. They, they don't want to hear what we are saying. you understand? So when we say, open up your spirit, what we are saying is that, give us your attention. Basically. When we say, open up your spirit. For instance, we are worshiping. Father, we are giving you glory, we give you praise. What are the worship results? <laughs> give me one so I can continue. Let's have close our of my eyes. What? <laughs> Glory, glory, glory to the Lamb! Oh, for you are glorious, oh, and worthy to be praised. So the worship leader is singing with his heart to the Lord, with his attention, with his mind on what he's saying. You, you are standing there. <laughs> that is what you are doing. Why are you doing that? You are not spiritually educated. You don't know, you don't know what it is to have the presence of God around you. <laughs> you can have God around you and lose him and not know. Genesis chapter 28. Yeah, Jacob. Genesis chapter 28. 16 to 17, right? Yeah. Jacob fell asleep in the presence of God. The presence of God was there. It was the camp of God, God's angels, but he was asleep. He slept on a, on a on a stone. He put his shirt on a stone and slept. And in his dream, he saw angels descending and Going up and down, coming. When he woke up, he said that, "Behold, God was here, and I knew it not." That's what he said. Jacob awoke out of his sleep and said, "Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not." Why? Because he, you see, this guy—he was spiritually educated. I was explaining somewhere recently. He was spiritually educated because his father had educated him. How did Abraham know, for instance? How did Abraham know? How did Abraham know that God was the one standing there when he saw him in Genesis chapter fifteen, I think. Look at it. James chapter 15. The Bible mentions that Je- Abraham was sitting down in front of his tent. And he saw three men standing under a tree. When he saw them, he knew that it was God and his angels. How did he know? Because he was spiritually, spiritually activated. He was very active spiritually. The Bible says that, do not be forgetful to entertain strangers because some have entertained angels unawares. You don't know what's going on. If you are not you are not aware to the word of God. And awaken to the word of God. To, if you don't have attention for the word of God. Your, your, your heart will be closed. So you take everything on face value. So you can come to church and go away and not be blessed. Do you, do you understand? You just come and laugh and go. And not have any impact being made in your life. So when we say open up your spirit. Open up your heart. And receive what we are telling you what we are saying is that give me your attention he says my son give me your heart it's in the bible he says my son give me your heart what's he talking about my son give me your attention give me your attention let your eyes be, a, be, be open let your ears be open be. you see when they are teaching you and you know that that thing is going to come in the exam what do you do? you feel like sitting You feel like sitting on the lap of the lecturer so I you can hear what he's saying well like you are looking to his face like this right sitting on his lap Anyway. any There's another place where it says my son give me your heart. Yeah. yeah. Give me your heart. Give me your heart. Give me your attention. That's basically what we say. We mean. Okay. So be be active, be smart. And learn to mix the word of God with faith. Yeah. Believe it. Okay? <laughs> That's what we mean. So that the word that is coming to you will be received. I mean, you remember every other thing apart from the scriptures. I mean, is it not true? Is what he's saying not true? You remember every other thing. You remember osmosis. <laughs> Define osmosis. Yeah. This is verse twenty-three, twenty-six. My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. He says, Let your eyes observe my ways. In other words, look at it when, look at me when I'm talking. Do you get it? Be, be wowed. If you are listening to Odia's song, you be you be very, you know that you know the lyrics. It plays five times and you are fine. What are some of the songs? Freedom, freedom. freedom. As for freedom, it's not difficult to. But when it comes to the scriptures, oh, you forget it in a in the twinkle of an eye. Right after reading it, you just forget. Your heart is not opened. Do you get it? Heart is not. So what we are saying is, give attention. Like be very attentive. Be eager. Be eager. Be eager. Be wild about it. <laughs> That's basically all you're talking about. Oh yeah, we are worshiping. Open up your heart and just open up your spirit and just receive from God and just thank God and all that. God, God, thank God and all that. What are we saying? Let your mind be on the words you are, you are singing. You are singing. Power and mind belongs to a God. For and ever. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Oh, blessings and glory and glory. Wisdom, thanksgiving and honor. Power and mind. Belongs to our God forever and ever. Now, you shouldn't just sing it with a nice voice. Because come and sing power and my power and my. Oh, belongs to our God. Belongs to our God. That's what you can be, you can be doing that and your mind is not on any of the words was powerful, was powerful, until the day you get to hear the words for yourself because if you understand what you are saying it will do something to you if you are paying attention to what you are singing power and might belongs to our God who can come against me because I am hidden Christ in God yeah let it minister let your mind be activated scripturally speaking and let it be involved in what you are doing that is where the power of God is. That is where the power of God. You see, sometimes you go for a crusade somewhere, they're just singing, singing, and then miracles start happening. Isn't it? Huh? Because, you see, they educate the people to focus on God. Focus on what you're saying. Focus on what you're doing. That is where the power of God is. Worship is the power arena of God. That's what brings you to the power of God. But you can just sing and just go away. Without contacting anything. For years. You can go for 30 years. 30 years. You always be doing that. All oh, you be doing this? power Oh, yeah, more than Mr. Bean. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Open up your spirit. That's what we mean, okay? Yeah, it means to be, give you attention. Bring your mind to what is happening. Bring Your, your mind is very important. Bring your mind to what is happening think on what's going on when we say someone is spiritually developed and spiritually mature what do we mean what do we mean when we say someone is spiritual (laughs) someone whose mind is stayed on God you see someone who knows what the word of God says and knows the emotions of God God's word (laughs) The emotions of god's word for instance jude 120. but ye beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith praying in the holy ghost the amplifier says make progress rise like an edifice higher and higher how praying in the holy ghost now a spiritual someone who is spiritual or someone who is spiritually developed is someone who knows the correlation between what he's doing and what he's getting for instance, this, but you beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher. How? Praying in the Holy Spirit. So, how do I make progress in life? My progress in life is not in my doing investment. You a joke. Do you know what? I do some investment, they have closed the investment. We don't know where it is. <laughs> Or you, it has never happened to you before. Yeah. Has it ever happened to you before? Yeah. You did an investment, they close it when you did it, they just close it. <laughs> Network marketing your progress in life is not in your moving around and go. It's basically like that. They think it's in the multitude of business, they're just moving up and down, doing things. <laughs> what are you doing, Charlie? I'm very busy, I'm doing a lot of things. I have to, I have to make it in life, brother. <laughs> You'll be surprised. Your progress in life, you want to make progress as a child of God so a spiritual man is one who knows that what the scripture says is true and as he's doing it what the scripture says is what is his experience whether he feels it or not hello (laughs) that's what it is One who is active, he's active with the word of God. When the word of God comes, he's excited. He's ready. He's, he's, he's voracious in his receiving of the word. Like, oh, he's wild. Not, as a word, As a day. As a, a watcher, like, as like uh, uh, this is why he's talking so much. That, that is, your, your spirituality is, is Slow. Slow. You see, because when we are when they are playing, so for instance, Ghana is playing Brazil. The match is supposed to end in 90 minutes, but 90 minutes. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm not. You thought we were going to play by? No, we are not playing. No. I'm just giving an example. We are playing maybe semi-finals. Ghana against Brazil, and there must be a winner. After 90 minutes, the match has not been decided, so they go extra time. 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. That's 30 minutes but you don't complain "Ah, ah, ah, why are people wasting my time 30 more minutes for soccer what's the meaning of this you put your your tv off (laughs) Ah! or as you're watching your mouth is just growing (laughs) do you do that do you do that Uh it shows you where you are but when you're in church and you're going beyond the time the preacher is preaching and he's charging i see the lord we will be doing this. Amen. 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 Yeah, yes. It shows you where you are. Oh, yes. Let me show you a scripture. Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11.
1: Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. It's very
0: powerful. Listen, Paul was discussing, he was talking about, Melchizedek. Go, go, to verse, go to verse 10. He was talking about Melchizedek. He was in a church service. He was preaching, talking, 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 and he was going deeper. Then he stopped. He just stopped because of the people. He says, "God of God and High Priest after the order of Melchizedek." Then he says, "Of whom we have many things to say." Me, I have many things to say, and hard to be uttered. It is hard to be uttered. I can't say it. It is hard. It is hard. It is hard to be uttered. It is hard to be communicated. Why? See, you are dull of hearing. We are dull in your hearing. You are dull. You are like this. As the word of God is coming, I just sit now. So Paul is preaching. So Christ is from the order of Melchizedek. Then he looks at the people. Everybody is disinterested. They are all. Adiasa. And then Paul Cheche. probably it's the day god wants you to translate and help your faith but you didn't know you were complaining in the service oh there are people who translate they translate they open their they open the door in their, in their house they just open a- you-, but you didn't give god the opportunity to do what he wants to do in your life you're complaining because you are not you're complaining spirituality is determined by those things you are let's really amplify do you see it concerning this we have much to say which is hard to explain it is hard to explain since you have become dull in your spiritual hearing and sluggish even slothful in achieving spiritual insight you have become lazy you're a lazy spiritual person you're just lazy because of that the word will not come to you how must you receive the word of god with excitement with joy you must glorify the word it's called glorifying the word Acts chapter 17 let me show you go to Acts chapter 17 let me show you now close tell anybody it's closing so we have to be doing that. Tell anybody it's closing, it's closing so that we can lose like some touch So that you take that we are closing and we'll have to demonstrate. it. <laughs> you are going, you are going home. Tell anybody you are going home. You are going home. See, how celebrate the word as it comes to me. Hmm, after chapter 17. Um, let's read. Did I say chapter 17? Yeah. It's Acts chapter seventeen where it says they glorify the word. Which people were those people? Type glorified glorify the word in Acts. They glorify the word. Paul went to which one of the cities, I forgot it. Have you seen that it's like there are a lot of things in the scriptures? You must know it. Acts 13, 48. Yeah. Acts thirteen, forty thirty eight, right? 48, yeah. Acts 13, 48. And when the Gentiles had, they were listening to the word of God. So when they heard the word of God, the Bible says that they were glad. Say they were glad. Do you know someone who's glad? Have you seen someone who's glad before? What does it mean to be glad? Excited. You're like, ah, what a word. You're just, you're just, it's like you're eating bread. Have you ever been hungry and they gave you some, the food you like? You feel like putting something in your ears and your nose at the same time. Like, I just you know what I'm talking about. You're glad. <laughs> <laughs> and when the Gentiles said this, they were glad. Yes. And because we're glad, they glorified the, the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord can be glorified. They glorified the word of God. How do you do that? They rejoiced. Eh? And as many as were obtained to eternal life, believed. The Bible says that they, they were glad and they glorified the word of God. In 2 Thessalonians chapter, chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 2, Paul verse 1 says that, Pray for us that the word of God might run its might have free course and be glorified. That's what the Bible says. You see, and be the word of God can be glorified. What does it mean for the word of God to be glo- What does it mean for something to be glorified? Praise. If praised, glorify the word, like rejoice at the word. Do, do you understand? That is it, determines your spirituality. Oh God is coming, you're sitting there looking at everybody's face like, pumping. <laughs> i just there either. You see with eagerness or joy, it determines your spirituality. No downers of hearing. No, I don't we don't know what's going on. We have to go home, we have to do this. no. Rejoice at the word. And that's what causes you see, it's not the preacher who does not know how to preach. You. Or that's not, it depends on the people. The people are the ones who cause the preacher to preach well or not. There are a lot of I go to certain places and I'm preaching. Yeah, people are wild. there are things i didn't plan to say i say a lot of things by the time i finish preaching i'm surprised that i preached i preached that message because there are a lot of things i didn't plan to preach yeah what i'm sharing with you i shared with those in a car in both meetings one way before reverend George preached i shared these things so that he can we can receive and reverend just said things he never thought he would share on those two platforms Never because the people were wow, they were rejoicing at the word. That's was coming. you. When it, when it begins to you just stand up, Why? They are mixing the word of God with faith. If you don't miss the word of God with faith, it will not profit you. <laughs> if you don't miss the word of God with faith, will not profit you. Yeah, the word is coming, you're just sitting down. There's no interest in your in your eyes. There's and we see it in your eyes. Yeah. Faith can be perceived. Yeah. Faith can be perceived. Where is your faith? Yeah. If faith is coming to you. And you think you don't think faith is important. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So as I'm preaching to you, what is happening? I'm dishing out faith. Your your spirituality is what causes you to think in that terms that as the man of God is preaching, he's dishing out, my faith is rising. And faith, the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We We walk by faith and not by our sensory perceptions. It's not by sensory perceptions. They just shall live by faith and not by sight. So, your, your very existence is based on your faith. And the faith that you, your, your existence is based on is what you are hearing about. But if you don't know, you'll just be sitting out picking your nose, chewing gum, yawning. Yawning different types. <gasps> There's a short type and a long time. <gasps>
2: the
0: one that you yawn and you, that tears come out of your eye. Oh, prayer. You're so tired. Faith is coming to you, and you're sleeping. Yeah, you are what's happening. You are, you are disinterested. It shows your spirituality. You get it? Mm-hmm. It shows your spirituality. So a spiritual, someone who is spiritual, is someone who knows what the scriptures are, and relates with it properly. Yes, he relates with it properly. As of what is coming, he relates with it well. If they say do this, it's full of instructions. When they say stand up, you don't, don't stand up in pride. You are you are you are standing, but your heart is in your heart. You are sitting down. You Are sleeping in your heart <laughs> hallelujah. Yeah. Shall not joke with God's word, I'll not, not be a child. See, I've been preaching all this while faith is coming. This boy he has been moving up and down, going, going. You can say, baby, he doesn't understand what's going on. Some people, babies in Christ, also have that happening in their minds, they will not run around physically. Some of them will even stand up. Have you ever seen some? Yeah, in this church, you will not let you stand up. That's why you are everybody will sit down. By another other churches, as a pastor is preaching, then they'll stand up. They'll go and stretch. And they'll come back and come and sit down. And then they'll go again and come back. I, used to, I grew up in the church. I've been in the church since I was four. I saw myself in the church. When I became alive to church, I was, I was four years old. Do you understand? When I became alive and saw that I was in the church, they were preaching and all that, I was just four. I've been in church for a long time. I'm more than thirty now. I've been in church for a long time. The instrumentalists. The people who play the instruments. Oh, not in this church. This, ask for this church. is different. You can't do that. I will slap you. You can't do that here. Ask them. My, my drummer is a pastor. My keyboardist is a pastor. My guitar guy is a pastor. Everybody's a You have to be a pastor. There's a church I want to preach in recently. They, the people who, they charge the church every week. The pastor pays them about 2,000 dollars every week. How can they build? Do you think they are spiritual? They are in church because of money. Shabu boys. When they finish playing the instruments, they will just go and stand outside. Have you seen something before? They'll just go and stand outside. They'll just be chatting. Chale, chale. No, nothing. They just come to church. They, are, they come just like that. They come to play instruments. Foolish boys. And they wonder why they are not going. They are what? Simple, simpletons. Thank you very much for that word. In Jesus' name, Amen. See, I'm spiritual. I'm spiritual. Yeah. See, I can be spoken unto as as unto spiritual. Not as as unto babes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and I, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Yeah. I could not. I tried, but it didn't happen. But I spoke to you as unto babes. Babes, will close 15 minutes. Then we close. You go to certain churches. Everybody there is a babe. So the message cannot trans, cannot go beyond 20 minutes. It can't. They will dance they'll use 30 minutes to dance. In a the church, they'll just be, hey, 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 hey. They'll play things, dance, and do everything. Then, from worship time, they start sleeping. So as the message is going, they give, they give attention to everything apart from the word. Wait, 15 minutes. I went to preach somewhere with Reverend George. They did I was surprised. Dance. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they did a lot of the- it was not as module. Dancing all over, running, doing things. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> eh? uh-huh. It was not as module. I was shocked. They were just sexy. When they finish they gave Reverend George yeah. 15 minutes to preach. I got, me, I got angry. I said, like, what's the meaning of all this? Why did you come? You came to come and dance? You think God does not have dancers in heaven? He needs your dance to be happy? What are you talking about? 15 minutes for word. What can we say in 15 minutes? Me, 15 minutes, i me touching me message, you know. 15, I've not started. 15, if I preach for 20 minutes, it's just introduction. I've not started. Five minutes before so it's a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> I don't I Don't do that. You can't. Those who were here when the church started, yeah. I preached for three hours. No prayer, not, no worship, nothing. We, you don't know anything. Sit down. Let me preach. <laughs> Take whatever. Formica board and be writing things and yeah. preaching. I was preaching Sunday, Thursday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah preach, Teaching. Preaching. Right. Two continuous years. After that, then we started. Okay, let's do prayer. Let's add this one to it. Let's add this one to it. Let's add it. That's why it has become what it is. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, there's babies, babies, babies. Big babies in big diapers. Ain't it? Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Let's invite Pastor Kobe to bless us. God bless you for listening.
1: Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024 563 8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com god bless you